Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Georgia? Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind. I said Georgia. Georgia. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 179, week 2 recap of the 2018 turkey season. And I am your host and the guy who just feels like singing a little bit today. And normally I would apologize for that, but mm-mm. Not today. What I am not singing about today is that we are 32 days, 23 hours, 34 minutes, and 10 seconds away from the end of turkey season in Alabama. So today, I missed my first day of turkey hunting this season. And it was a beautiful morning with very little wind, partly cloudy skies, and temps in the low to mid 50s. But work beckoned, and, well, the turkeys have not been very cooperative in central Alabama still to this day. But, yes, today could have been the day that I've been waiting for. But it wasn't, and tomorrow is a new day. I still feel like the turkeys are going to start breaking loose very soon. The dogwoods in full bloom tell me that the turkeys should be fired up right now. So we'll see how far behind the dogwoods that the turkeys are over the next couple of weeks. All right, so before I get into the recap of this week's hunts, I want to bring in Richard Duncan and pick a winner of this week's giveaway of a Strutton 360 mechanical decoy stake. So here is Richard Duncan, and I will see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody, I've got on the line with me this evening... Richard Duncan with R.J. Duncan, 
and Strutton 360 mechanical decoy stakes. And we are going to pick another winner for this week's giveaway of a Strutton 360 mechanical decoy stake. And so let's bring Richard in. Richard, how are you today? I'm doing good, Andy. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. So I want to hear about the kids' hunt from this past weekend. Did you did your hunter do any good? Yeah, I'd say, Andy, we had a great hunt. It's like a family reunion going back to that thing. But luckily uh, for us, we put a bird on the ground about five minutes after eight. I had a fine young man. He was 14 years old, and he did a great job. And not a half hour after we shot that bird, the weather turned for the worse, and the rest of the weekend was kind of a washout, cold, damp, rainy, and so we got it done before the weather hit. So I was happy for that, proud for Hunter. His name was Hunter, and he was a happy, happy young man going home with about a 20, 20-pound 20 Tennessee bird Saturday morning. Awesome. And did he shoot it over a decoy on your stake? Oh, he absolutely did. You know, we had these birds. We had we were right in the middle of two birds gobbling. We were on a knob, and, of course, when they hit the ground, they kind of shut up. We could hear hens yelping down this draw, and about an hour later, here they came digging back up the draw, and we were on the ridge with the logging road, so I started clucking and purring, and when it got to where they could see our... Dave Smith strutter, we rotated it with the strutting 360, and here come this two-year-old bird we shot and about eight other jakes. Oh, yeah. So they put on a show for, you know, five minutes and finally got everything separated where Hunter could make a good shot and not affect more than one bird, and he put a, put the hammer down on on one so very nice and did you get it all on video yeah it's it's all on film we had two cameras running so it was a great shot great head shot i mean he did everything like like a seasoned turkey hunting veteran would and uh, he'd been out and hunted a little bit and, and i was really proud of the job that he had done it was like i said it was damp and cold we were in a blind so that helped kept the wind off of us a little bit, but it it worked kind of like it was supposed to as far as, I always say it this way, we hope that a movie star shows up, and he sure enough did. That's great. That is great. So that's really good. I'm glad that that turned out to be a memorable hunt for Hunter, and you guys were able to get a trophy. So how many birds total were killed over the weekend? You know, Andy, I think that number of kills were down this year. When I talked to Chuck, he's president of the organization in Northwest Tennessee there. Uh, he called me about two o'clock. And as a matter of fact, I gave away a unit at our auction. And the guy that bought the unit at the auction, he had called in and, and told him the success he had with the, the Strutton 360 and at when he checked that bird in, Chuck said that only 11 birds had been checked in, wow. which is down from, I'd say normally there's probably 30, 35 birds, maybe 40 killed with yeah. that opening kids weekend. 
But like I said, it was cold. I woke up Friday morning, it was 33 degrees, uh, a little warmer than that on Saturday, rainy, damp. Yeah. Just one of those days where you really wanted to stay in bed almost, but we got up and hit it, and I think it ended up being 12 or 13 birds, and of course, I'm sure there were some taken that did not get registered, not registered with the state of Tennessee, because that's a requirement, but registered with the kids' organization. Sure, yeah. Well, that's... Still not bad, and you're right. It, the weather was not ideal for really any kind of hunting other than maybe duck hunting. You know, yeah. where I was, we had 20, 25 mile an hour winds Saturday, and it was spitting rain off and on, and just not a good day at all as far as turkey hunting that's goes. The, yeah, that's the way it was there. There was standing water everywhere. It had rained for the most part all week long before the hunt up there. And, and it's about four hours north and west of Birmingham here. So a little bit further north, expected to be a little cooler, but just kind of a damp, dreary weekend. So I was happy that we got 12 or 14 birds taken, but that's that's down from the norm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, you got to wonder, too, how many people just didn't even go out because the weather was bad. That's right. That's right. I know two of the guides, they're young men, or I should say kids, because it could be boys or girls from the ages of 8 to 16, I believe is the lower end. I know 16 is the upper end, but uh, they had kids that showed up Saturday morning, hunted till about 9. I think they were a little on the younger side, maybe 9, 10 years old. And the weather and the rain and the coolness kind of took the fight out of them, and they didn't want to hunt the rest of the weekend. So there could could have been a, a number more than that that did not go out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still think it's a great thing that you did going and volunteering for that, and a great sounds like a great organization. Anytime you can get kids outdoors, I think that's a good thing. I had a friend of mine today say yeah I, I want to take my son Saturday but the hunter in me actually said I, I want to take my son Friday morning because I'm off work but the hunter in me wants to go without him I want to kill a turkey I still haven't killed one and he said what do you think and I, I looked at him and I said man I can't ever say it's a bad idea to take a kid out into the woods and he said I know I know I just I want to kill one so bad I said I know you do but, you know, you, you gotta got to get those young'uns out there. So that's great. That's that for sure. That. You, you know, the way I look at that, Andy, is, is I got a young guy or a young girl sitting next to me, and I'm calling, and we're using the Strut 360. And I look at it this way, and, of course, I've had a great deal of success turkey hunting. And so, you know, I, I love it to shoot turkeys and I love to hunt turkeys, but if you're sitting right next to that child and they pull the trigger, it's almost like you pulling the triggers the way I look at it. Absolutely. No question. In fact, I've gotten now to where I'm, I'm counting those, you know, if, if I'm there and I'm, I am part of that hunt, I'm counting that bird. So he won't be registered in my name with the state tagged in my name with the state because I didn't actually physically kill him, but I'm counting that bird. 
because that's a, a great hunt to be a part of. So absolutely, it's you know I guess as I get older and and I try to uh, take folks and introduce them to the in- outdoors that it's never turkey hunted and and you hope you wake up tomorrow morning and you do one of those hunts and it works like it's supposed to, uh, which a lot of times for me it doesn't, but. The success is in the memory that you made, I think, with that that young person and and getting them hooked on turkey hunting like you and I are. And it it pays big dividends down the road. And you'll always talk about that hunt. I've got kids who are not kids anymore. They're young adults uh, being 22, 23 years old that I took six, seven, eight years ago, and and now they're my friends, and we talk on Facebook or we text, and it's cool seeing that in them as, as they grow and mature as as people and and yeah. carrying on the tradition that, that we all love so much. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, you've picked this week's winner. It's number 13. So you said that 12 or 13 birds were killed over the weekend. So we're going with 13 because we're going to be optimistic and say more birds were killed than 12. And let me find entry number 13. All right. Entry number 13 is rhanks55 at gmail.com. rhanks55 at gmail.com is this week's winner of the strutton 360 mechanical decoy state so i will send an email out to r hanks and let him reply back with his mailing address and then you can send that decoy stake out and get him to have a great hunt like you and your hunter had you and the hunter had this past weekend where hopefully he can get him a movie star in front of him to put on a show Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. Yeah, with that decoy. So very cool. Yeah, as soon as as soon as our Hanks replies, Andy, I'll get that thing shipped out. Uh, as soon as I get back in town, I should say. So. Yeah. Very good. So where are you headed this week? This weekend, I'm hunting with one of my pro staff guys out of Nashville. We're going to be hunting near Lebanon, Tennessee, and I've got some friends coming down from Northeast Ohio to videotape, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So there's going to be four of us hitting the woods, and hopefully we're going to be taking birds back to Ohio and to Alabama. Very good. So that ought to be great. The the turkey hunting in Tennessee is just incredible right now, so I feel pretty good that you guys will make something happen over the weekend and i'm looking forward to getting you back on next week and hearing another turkey killing story well i'm going to try this week and i guess i may switch midstream but i'm going to try to take a bird with my bow over the weekend start the quest for my grand slam and i think it'd be monumental for me anyway if i could accomplish that with a bow so that's what i'm I'm going to strive to attain this year and see if I can get it done. Very good. Well, I wish you a lot of luck with that and look forward to hearing about your hunt next week. And so we're going to do another giveaway this week. This will be giveaway number five. Is that correct? Yep. 
All right. So I know I've kind of hinted around that we might do something different, but I really haven't had a chance to put anything together and just been so busy with work and turkey hunting. Do you want to do the text entry again? Yeah, let's let's do that. That appears like it's working a little better and, and probably is easier for the listeners. So I think that's a, that's a good approach. All right, then let's do that. So you guys, if you want to enter and you have not already entered, then what you need to do is text the word Strutton360. Make it one word, no spaces, and it's S-T-R-U-T-T-N-3-6-0. Text that to the number 44222. Once you do that, You'll get a reply back from me that says, please respond with your email address only. And once you respond with your email address, then you will get confirmation that you've been registered for the giveaway. So it's just that easy. And we're giving these things away. You may as well be the big winner next week and get one of these mechanical decoy stakes in the back of your turkey vest so that maybe you can put a tag on a turkey and have some meat for the freezer. So, Richard, thank you very much for taking time out to come on the show again this week and tell us about your hunt with Hunter. And thank you for your generosity in giving away the mechanical decoy stakes. And I look forward to talking to you next week and doing another giveaway and hearing some more stories. That sounds good, Andy. I enjoy being on the show. I'm glad I'm part of it and glad that our listeners can uh, have the opportunity to to win a new Strutton 360. Fantastic. All right, sir. Well, have a great night, and I will look forward to talking to you next week. All right, Andy. Be safe in the woods this weekend for sure. I will do it. You do the same. Okay, thanks. All righty. Goodbye. All right. Big congrats to rhanks55 and a big thank you to Richard Duncan for his generosity and giving so freely to you guys who listen to this show. All right. So here's how most of last week went for me. Then there was boom, boom, boom. And then the rest of the week. But we are going to talk about it all because there are learning points through all of it. So, let's go. On Thursday, March the 22nd, in the morning, I went to the Talladega National Forest. And I heard a great big bunch of nothing. I am getting reports of little to mostly no gobbling from the hunters that I've talked to in that area. And I have really, and I really have no idea what is going on in that area, but I can just hope that the rest of the season plays out like it should there. It's really strange. You know, in this particular area that I was hunting, it has been control burned. And I think the control burned happened sometime in February. And I'm just not real sure that the turkeys have moved back into that area yet, which is really strange, but it is a huge control burn. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably between 1,000 and 2,000 acres, and that's a pretty big burn. So you're talking about pushing turkeys out of 1,000 to 2,000 acres somewhere else, and if there's that, and if there's a good food source at that somewhere else where they went, then it may take them a while to come back. 
So I'm not giving up on that spot though. I'll be trying to get out there and see if I can kill me a public land bird there. All right, Friday, March the 23rd was my first day of the 2018 turkey hunting season with any excitement when I spotted three hens on my property, but there was no gobbler with them. They were fairly vocal and uh, I had to approach them from an area where there was no cover. So I used my fan to help try to conceal my movement and they were quite unsure about the fan that I was using while I was approaching them and they got a little bit nervous. They flew across the lake, still on my property, but just on the other side of the slough from where I'd approached them and stood there on the bank and called and yelped and clucked and carried on for a while and then they flew back onto the side of the lake that I was on and crossed the property line and kept going. So that was really all that happened there Friday morning, but at least it got my heart beating quickly and helped to give me hope that there are still real live turkeys in central Alabama. Okay, so Friday afternoon is the time when my wife and I were going to load up to head to Georgia. But before that, Thursday night, she and I had much discussion about whether we were going to go to Georgia at all for the weekend because the weather forecast was calling for rain off and on throughout the entire weekend. And after much back and forth, we're going, we're not going, we're going, we're not going. And all of that was coming from me because my wife, who, as you guys already know, is most awesome, said, we're going to do whatever you want to do. This weekend is about you. So uh, so after all of that back and forth and back and forth, I said, you know what? It's not going to rain the entire weekend. Let's just go. So Friday around 1 p.m., we loaded up and headed to the mountains of North Georgia to hunt the Chattahoochee National Forest and the Cohutta Wildlife Management Area. So we arrived Friday afternoon around 6 o'clock Eastern. Thanks a whole lot to Chattanooga traffic. For all of you Chattanoogans listening to this, God bless you. I don't know how in the world you put up with the traffic in that city. It is terrible. All right, but this is not a traffic podcast. This is a turkey hunting podcast, so I've got to get focused here. So we arrived in Georgia around 6 p.m. and quickly unloaded our things into the cabin that we were staying in. We drove 20 minutes to one of the turkey hunting spots that I had marked on the map and got out of the truck and started walking. Now, season doesn't open until Saturday morning, so Friday afternoon, Tammy and I are just walking trails, looking for turkey sign, listening for turkeys, everything that you need to do to kind of scout an area. Well, we got about 10 minutes from where we parked the truck, and after calling off and on during that walk, I heard an owl hoot. And so I told her, I said, let's just stand here for a few minutes, and I'm going to try to call this owl in to our location and see if that owl will stay talkative and perhaps get a turkey to gobble. So the owl and I hooted back and forth, and my attempt at calling in the owl failed because the owl never came in. 
But another owl, a second owl, hooted near the road that we parked on, and a turkey gobbled at the top of the ridge about 400 yards away. So I pulled out my phone, I pulled up the OnX app, I marked where I thought that turkey gobble came from on the map, dropped a waypoint there, and I thought, this is pay dirt, man. This is going to be good. I knew the general vicinity that a turkey was roosted in, and I was jacked up about Saturday morning on top of that mountain. So it got dark. I tried to get that turkey to gobble again. Eventually it got dark, and we walked out to the truck, got in the truck, drove back to the cabin, had dinner. And Friday night, I was excited the whole night, and I could hardly sleep. And I knew that the weather forecast was calling for showers off and on throughout the day, but it looked like the morning was going to be mostly dry. So that got me even more excited. However, when I woke up on Saturday and got in my truck and drove to my hunting spot, what I was not expecting and what I did not see in the forecast was the 20 to 25 mile per hour winds. Now I got to my turkey hunting spot where I had the turkey roosted very early, about an hour and a half before dawn's crack began to show. And the reason that I did that is because I had a turkey roosted on public land. I'm hunting opening day of turkey season on public land in Georgia, where some mighty fine turkey hunters live and hunt and know the land better than I do. So showed up to my spot about an hour and a half early. I parked there. No one was there, fortunately. So I sat in the truck for about an hour to give a little bit more time to pass because I didn't have all that far of a walk to get in that area where I heard the turkey gobble. And after walking into the area, watching it get daylight, I heard one owl off in the distance. I hooted. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. No gobbles. No nothing other than the sound of the wind whipping through the trees up the side of the mountain. So I was a little disappointed, but I figured I'm in there. I'll get off of the trail, walk up on top of some of these ridges, and look around and do a little bit of scouting. I did that. I saw a good bit of turkey sign, so that encouraged me. But the weather just was not playing nice. So that was pretty much it for my early morning hunt. And just like the old turkey hunting saying, roosted ain't roasted. And in my early Saturday morning opening day turkey hunt proved that. So I left that area and drove my truck a little bit up the road, parked at another spot, and I'd made my mind up that I was just going to get on a trail and walk and walk and walk until I got about a mile away from the road. Then I was going to call a little bit. And from that point, still walking away from the truck, I was going to walk and call. Now, my plan was to leave that area around lunchtime, maybe 1130 to 1 o'clock, somewhere in that neighborhood. And that is exactly what I did. I walked in to the area on a trail, and I walked that same trail almost the entire way out. But I decided to take a little detour and get off of the trail, climb up to one of the top of the ridges there, look for some turkey sign, try to do some calling to see if I could get a turkey to respond, but I had no luck. So that was my late Saturday morning hunt, and I got back to the truck, drove to the cabin, and ate lunch, pulled out my computer, and I started studying the map 
of the wildlife management area and the national forest where I was hunting. And I've got to tell you guys, if you do not have it, the OnX app, the premium version of the OnX app, I don't know exactly what they call it, if it's whatever it is, it's the paid version of that app, is incredible, especially hunting public land, because it tells you where all of the property boundaries are, and it also shows the trails and the roads that run through those properties. Well, at least it did on the wildlife management area and the national forest that I hunted. And that tool was huge because while sitting in the cabin and looking at the map, I found a trail that I wanted to walk up that was about almost four miles long. And the trail went through an area that had some fingers coming off of the main ridge where these were a little bit lower ridges. And I thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity to walk up that main ridge, venture off down these little finger ridges, and see if I can get something to gobble in there. So I left the cabin Saturday afternoon, and I left Tammy at the cabin Saturday afternoon because it had been spitting rain off and on all day up to that point, and she said she just did not want to go and get wet, and I couldn't blame her for that. So I drove the truck to the parking area at the head of the trail that I wanted to walk, and I began the ascent to the top of the mountain because for about the first mile and a half of the roughly four-mile trail, it's all uphill. I walked about, I'd say between two and a half and two and three-quarter miles into that area using that trail. Now, during that whole hike in, I saw some turkey sign but I did not hear any turkeys. And the turkey sign that I was seeing was not extremely fresh, but it wasn't like turkey sign from the fall either or the winter. So I figured there were probably still some turkeys in that area. But like I said, after hiking in about two and a half miles, I looked at the time and I determined it had taken me about an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes to get that far. I was going to turn around and walk back out the same trail to get to the truck and just try to put together a game plan in my head for Sunday morning and see what would happen from there. So as I'm walking back to the truck, I am really down at this point because I'm thinking, here I am, late Saturday afternoon, the weather sucked, I have hiked by the time I get back to the truck at least 10 miles. The OnX app said 12.4 miles, but some of that was me forgetting to end the trek on the app and me getting in the truck and it's showing me driving down the road in the truck. So I had to kind of back some of that off, but I figured I was right at that 10 mile mark, maybe a little bit over, or I would be at that 10 mile mark, maybe a little bit over by the time I got back to the truck. And so I'd not seen any turkeys, I'd not heard any turkeys, and, you know, I was a little down, and I'm thinking, man, if I could just hear a turkey gobble, you know, there's bound to be a two-year-old around here. I'll be happy with a two-year-old. Tickled. I really wanted something to happen on that trip, especially after the first week of the Alabama season going like it went, with very, very, very little gobbling and basically no action at all. So 
As I'm walking back to the truck, I got about three quarters of a mile from the truck. I rounded a curve in the road, and now you guys have heard me say that when I'm hunting, I have on my head net, my gloves, and I am hunting. Well, because I'm in a national forest and I'm walking these trails where these hikers are, I didn't feel real comfortable having my face mask on and my gloves on with a shotgun strewn over my shoulder walking these trails and coming up on hikers looking like that. Now granted, they should be expecting to see hunters, just like this hunter was expecting to see hikers, but I don't want to come around a curve in the road and be dressed in camo from head to toe and startle someone to death who's walking through the woods. I just felt like out of respect that I'm not going to wear head net and gloves while I'm walking, and that was a decision I made, so that's what I did. So around this curve in the road as I'm headed back to the truck, and I hear something take off running through the woods. So I look over in that direction, and about a second after I look in that direction, I see a turkey running off, and my brain says, turkey, male turkey, gobbler. Well, as soon as my brain said turkey, I reach for the shotgun, shotgun off the shoulder. As soon as my brain says male turkey, I start to raise the shotgun. And as soon as I see the beard on the turkey as he's running away from me, I click the safety off. I put the gun up and I said he's 50 yards and I'm shooting my 20 gauge. Okay, so that is all for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you would like to become a subscriber to the premium content so that you can hear the rest of this week's episode, that is very easy to do. All you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Text that to the number 44222, and then I will respond back with a text that says, Please reply with only your email address. Once you reply with only your email address, I will then email you a link that you can click on so that you can subscribe to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. So it's very easy to do. The cost is very inexpensive. It is 12 American dollars for one year subscription. That's pretty darn cheap. Now, when you subscribe to the premium content, your annual subscription to the premium content will get you access to not only the premium content for this week's episode, not only the premium content for the next 52 weeks, but it will get you access to all of the premium content for all of our past shows as well. I'm telling you this is a heck of a bargain at 12 bucks. So again, Turkey Hunter, one word to the number 44222. Hey, before I let you guys go for the week, if you feel like your turkey hunting skill book needs a few more pages added to it, then go over to www.turkeyhuntinguniversity.com and watch a few videos on the topics that you feel like you need help with. I don't think you'll be disappointed with the videos that are there, and the cool thing about it to me is that you don't have to watch every single topic. So if there are one or two or ten topics you think that you need help with or you want to learn more about, then you can just buy videos on those one or two or ten topics and you don't have to buy every video that's out there. So it's something I think is very cool. It is the first on-demand pay-per-view instructional turkey hunting 
website. And there are some great instructors out there who are very experienced turkey hunters. And I don't think you'll be disappointed watching those videos. So that is all for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and take it away, Ray. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Georgia, no peace, no peace I find, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind, I say just an old sweet song, keeps Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.